You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Assistant Check. I am your host, Ryan Knightsey. This is the first ever premiere episode of System Check with AEW's Dynamite starting this Wednesday, tomorrow, in fact. We uh, here at Hit the Books have decided to make System Check a, a confirmed episode of a confirmed program in our lineup of shows. So every Tuesday on Hit the Books on this podcast feed, you can listen to System Check every week on Tuesdays. Now, I know what you're thinking. I don't know what System Check is. If that's true, there has been preview episodes you could have listened to, bud. But I'll give you the answer. System Check is a AEW All Elite Wrestling preview show where we go through the numbers, the rankings, the stats for determining. It's basically if you watch, you know, any like Before the Bell. Is that a show? Uh, you know, any sort of like sports analyst program? That's basically what System Check is. It's an analyst program. We're going to go through all the numbers and, and determine based on all of that. We're going to analyze the data. And I'm going to make my best guess of who's going to win these matches on Dynamite. And maybe we'll bring in some eventual guests. Maybe we'll bring in friends. Who knows to help determine who we think are going to win these individual matches for AEW. I'm very much excited. I'm, I'm just tripping over my words of excitement. So let's get pretty much to it. All Elite Wrestling has started off with a certified bang, with matches already receiving five stars from wrestling reviewer Dave Meltzer, plus new hot talent like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus making their television debut on TNT. AEW is set to be a must-see promotion. To prepare for the debut of AEW Dynamite, or Wednesday Night Dynamite, whatever they're calling it, on TNT, let's go through all the stats and rankings of the AEW roster. But before we begin with the ranking of the men's division, we gotta define the rules of this ranking system. Because AEW has yet to announce or unveil exactly how they are ranking their talent, and because, you know, we only have a few data points from four shows... Our data set here is small and, you know, sort of unorganized to a certain extent. So I've devised four ways to rank the AEW roster. And, you know, we're going to pick one to do the ranking, but I'm going to go over each four because each have different variables, different levels of importance uh, and, and possibility of what direction AEW itself is going into. First is, of course, the classic wins, losses, and draws. This is not only the easiest, you know, the smallest data set that we have, but in my opinion, it is most likely what AEW will present as their ranking system. With wins, losses, and draws, wrestlers are ranked based on, obviously, their wins, losses, and draws in the division they are competing in. For example, Kenny Omega has one win and two losses in the men's singles division. 
but he also has a win in a trios match with the Young Bucks. Since Omega is competing in the men's division, then he only has a singles record of one win, two losses, and zero draws, which is then counted in the men's division ranking, not his trios match. The second way of ranking is based on ELO. What is ELO? An ELO rating system is based on calculating the relative skill of players in a zero-sum game such as chess. Now, wrestling is obviously not like chess, and so where am I pulling out this ELO rating? Well, none other than AEW's own Chris Mukigana-Harrington. If you don't know, uh, way before Mukigana worked for AEW, Muki would create Indeed Wrestling, a pro wrestling and MMA stats website. There, Mookie invented his own version of an ELO rating system, which is based on a wrestler's win based on their placement on the card. So basically what that means is a a, a main event victory means more than a uh, first match win, you know, because it has higher stakes. So going back to our Kenny Omega example, Omega has had three matches, one win, two losses. At double or nothing, he lost in the main event. At fight for fallen, he won in the semi-main. And at all out, he lost in the fourth match out of 10. Add all of this up, Omega has 29 card placement points, or CP, out of 37 pay-per-view card placement points. Take that percentage of 78.38%, multiply it by a singles win percentage of 33.33%, and you get a number. Put that number over the log of his total number of single matches, and then weigh that whole formula on a 3-2 weight, multiply that by 100, and you get Omega's ELO score of 82. Whew, math. Uh, the th- that, that's pretty much it. That's the yellow ranking system. The third ranking system is even more overly complicated to that, and that is the Ocelot rating system, aka the overcomplicated ELO T. Uh, I actually don't know what the T stands for, but who cares because it's all just going to be math. So to not bore you with more math, Ocelot basically ranks wrestlers on wins over bigger and better ranked wrestlers. Essentially, it gives everyone a flat 1,600 points at the very beginning, and based on a matchup between wrestlers and the likelihood of one of them winning over the other, along with some additional K values like title match or a TV show match or a pay-per-view match, Ocelot spits out a new number representing who could be getting a bigger push or who's, at the, who's the top dog in the division. For example, if we say... Sonny Kiss defeats Chris Jericho and wins the title. That's a hugely important win for Sonny Kiss and will generate a massive positive point change for them. Why Ocelot, you may ask? Not only does it help determine the likelihood of someone winning, which is a great thing to have when it comes to the show, in a recent Twitter AMA, Chris Harrington himself revealed that his pick for a ranking system would be based on Ocelot. So moving on, the final ranking system is very simple. It's an overall ranking system. Take a wrestler's win-loss-draw rank, take their ELO rank, and take their Ocelot rank, add those numbers up, and the person with the smallest number is your top dog. Moving forward, we'll be using the number one ranking system with wins, losses, and draws. Like I've stated, it's the simplest to understand to a new audience. Uh, I imagine they're going to be adding these different effects in, adding Asala, adding ELO, especially with Mukigana working for AEW. Um, so it is very uh, interesting to see where they'll be going. But it is very important for me to explain this all as we move forward in the show because our ranking system can drastically change if AEW is like, here's a new thing, and it's like all new rankings, and I have to figure out what are they doing. 
who knows what we could be getting. But let's right now determine it based off wins, losses, and draws with a small data set as we move forward and head into Dynamite. So with all of that very important explanation out of the way, let us get to the AEW Men's Division unofficial ranking based on wins, losses, and draws. Coming in at number 11 is literally an eight-man tie between Sammy Guevara, MJF, Sean Spears, Dustin Rhodes, Jungle Boy, Joey Janela, Peter Avalon, and Christopher Daniels, all having a zero and one and zero singles record. Coming in at number 10 is Darby Allen with a one loss and one draw record. At number nine, Kenny Omega with one win, two losses, and zero draws. And in a three-way tie for number six, we have Kip Sabian, Shima, and Jimmy Havoc with a one win, one loss, zero draw record. Tied at number four, we have Pac and Sonny Kiss with one win, zero losses, and zero draws. And at number three, we have Hangman Adam Page with two wins and one loss. At number two is the AEW World Heavyweight Champion Chris Jericho with two wins, zero losses, and zero draws. And finally, ranked number one in the men's singles overall division, Cody with two wins, zero losses, but one draw. Of course, like I said, many wrestlers have yet to compete in singles matches, and with the small data set we have, a lot of people are tying up, but already you're getting a clear picture of the AEW roster itself. Cody is your top babyface. Paige and Pac's feud could easily be for the next challenger for the title. Omega is losing his mind with being a mid-carder, and Christopher Daniels maybe should stick to the tag team division. He is at the bottom of this poll right now. But with TV right around the corner, expect these rankings to change rapidly, especially this early in the history of this promotion. Now, let's look at the unofficial AEW Women's Division rankings. At number nine, Nyla Rhodes with two losses. In a four-way tie for fifth place is Hukaru Shida, Awesome Kong, Leva Bates, and Yuka Sakazaki, all with one loss each. At number four is Ali, who has one win and one loss. Tied at number two is Britt Baker and the chief brand officer, Brandy Rhodes, each with one victory. And finally, at number one, at the top of the women's ranked list is Riho with two singles victories. At this point, I want to acknowledge a vital point when it comes to the wins, losses, and draws. Gimmick matches do not count. The Battle Royal does not count. In a media scrum at Double or Nothing, the Young Bucks stated this as such. Since is such the case, many men and women have not even had their names etched in the ranking books. But with TV on the horizon, like I said, let's wait and see, folks, to see what changes. For now, let's go to the tag team division and look at the unofficial AEW tag team record standings. 
At number nine, we have Angelico and Jack Evans with three losses. At number eight is SCU with two losses in tag team records. At number seven is the Jurassic Express with one loss. At number six, the Brotherhood of Cody and Dustin Rhodes with another loss. Number five is the Lucha Bros with one win and one loss. Private Party coming in at number four with one win and one loss as well. Number three are the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta with two wins and one loss. At number two is the Dark Order with two wins, zero losses, and zero draws. And finally, rounding out the tag team division is the Young Bucks with two wins, zero losses, and zero draws. Again, I want to point out, I know what you're wondering. Ryan, why are you announced the same sort of record for some of these people? Why aren't they tied in the records if you're just looking at the tag team division? You know, again, like I said, these are based off the tag team records, not their trios records. However... Uh, with the with the tournament coming up, I thought it'd be important to you know sort of split up a little bit of people. So I would count trios records if it came up as a sort of a tiebreaker. You know, uh, for example, the Jurassic Express and the Brotherhood both have one loss, but the Jurassic Express have a loss in a trios match. So I just put them down one when it came to that. I did that with everyone else to a certain extent as well when it came to the men's and women's divisions, but I just felt like it's pretty obvious here in the tag team division, so I want to set that out right away as brought up. But I should say that based on all four of my ranking systems, the upcoming tag team tournament was not based on wrestlers' ranking. It's very close, but my theory is is that you know simply the Young Bucks wanted to wrestle Private Party on the early episodes of TNT's Dynamite. Not be you know, and because there's no other way to slice it, that match sort of messes up anything. And the AEW ranking system, to a certain extent, when it comes to this tournament, I think that's why they didn't even say the numbers or the rankings of all these people. But that does not matter. What does matter is that the AEW tag division is quite possibly the most diverse ranked division in the entire world. I mean, I've been a huge fan of the tag division, and now it's booked nothing more than impressive. So my hats are constantly off to the Young Bucks and what they have done for tag team wrestling. But with the rankings of AEW's division out of the way, let's now preview the upcoming first episode of Dynamite in my hometown of Washington, D.C. On the first episode of AEW's Wednesday Night Dynamite, we have Cody ranked number one out of 44 with two wins, zero losses, and one draw going on against Sammy Guevara, who was ranked number 11 out of 44 with one loss. It was announced as the first match ever to take place for AEW's TV show premiere in Washington, D.C. Cody faces Sammy Guevara. On various road twos, it's been thrown out there that if Cody loses, he may be losing his title match against Chris Jericho at full gear. Now, my question is, you know, to that how? On paper, you know, that sort of makes sense. Sammy beats number one contender Cody. He should replace Cody. 
But let's look at the stats again. Cody is two wins and one draw, while Sammy is just one loss. If Sammy wins, he becomes 1-1-0, while Cody becomes 2-1-1. Cody's still above him with more wins. Now, of course, you know, if you look at it, the G1 style of points, Cody has five, while Sammy will now have two. But I hear you saying, Sammy has had less matches than Cody. If you look at their singles win percentage, if Sammy wins the match, he has a 50% win percentage, while Cody will drop down to 50%. So even then, it's still sort of even. But you can always have Sammy compete on episode two or three to have give him some more matches. Make it even and make Sammy top dog for a second. But let's look at those ELO numbers. That's right. All the math talk was important. So I hope you know what I'm talking about. If Sammy wins, he gets an ELO score of 65 and Cody gets a 90. Cody is still higher on the rankings than Sammy. With Ocelot, Cody drops to 1617.5 while Sammy rises to a mere 1596.3. Sammy is still behind. So based on all types of math, even if Sammy wins, there really isn't any real way Sammy could take Cody's spot as the top dog in the men's singles division. You know, just based on likelihood alone, Cody currently has a 56% chance of winning this match. So all signs for me are pointing to Cody Rhodes to pick up the victory. And all this, you know, is just sort of hype, just to remind the audience about the stakes of the record books. But what happens if Sammy does win and they decide, you know, to ruin the sanctity of numbers, I guess, you know, makes all of this sort of meaningless. But, you know, we're just going to throw it out the window and have Sammy go to full gear, you know, or what if Cody is celebrating or what if Cody loses and Sammy is celebrating and then they reveal the rankings and Sammy hasn't surpassed Cody. Cody doesn't even drop. Sammy just, you know, rises a little bit. Cody knew this from the beginning. Why did he hire Mookie Gunn in the first place? He needed a numbers guy in Team Nightmare. A guy that can tell Cody, who is an executive vice president and makes the matches, who Cody could potentially lose to and still remain on top. That's right. I am proposing a heel face swap based solely on numbers and rankings. Sammy now has to face other opponents to actually earn his quote-unquote rightful title shot against Jericho at full gear. Now, that, of course, is a wild storyline where I am wearing my, you know, my tinfoil hat. But again, who knows what would happen? But right now, the numbers say that the American Nightmare Cody is going to win AEW's first televised match. Next up is Adam Page, who is ranked number three out of 44 with two wins and one loss, against Pac, who is ranked number four out of 44 with one win, zero losses, and zero draws. Finally, in an AEW ring, Hangman, Adam Page, and Pac will duke it out. And ironically, like just like this feud was originally built around, this match has full gear implication. That's right. Based on the numbers here, I feel like it's a safe to assume that this match's winner will most likely face Cody or Sammy Guevara to hopefully move on to the full gear pay-per-view against Chris Jericho. So you could think of it like this. Sammy Guevara defeats Cody. Sammy Guevara becomes one win, one loss, zero draws. From rank 11 to 6, Cody becomes you know, two wins, one loss, one draw, doesn't drop at all, still number one overall. 
The draw keeps them in rank one, in fact. Sammy is now going to full gear instead of Cody with that win. Sure, let's just say that. Sammy's going to the win. We're putting the tinfoil hats back on, guys. Sammy's going on to full gear, despite the rankings, despite the records. But let's say Adam Page defeats Pac. A good win for him. This win actually brings Page. This win actually brings Page to rank one overall, dropping Cody. So in theory, Page and Sammy need to face off, right? The winner then can face Jericho at full gear, a pay-per-view named after Page himself. Thinking about the scenario really sort of presents the number one contendership almost as a secondary title, but you know, with like 24-7 rules, the number one contender, especially this early, can change from week to week, match to match, incredibly easy. But none of that can happen if Page doesn't win this match, of course. But can he? Let's discuss this. Page is coming in with a 56% chance of winning this match. He has had more matches in the promotion compared to Pac, but Pac is coming off of a huge win over Kenny Omega, tapping him out with the Brutalizer in the process. So then let's look at the finishers. Of course, Pac has the Brutalizer, which is already defeated and tapped out Kenny Omega. He's also got the red arrow in his quiver. Page, on the other hand, is two for three with his dead eye finisher. The longest win Page has had is against Kip Sabian at 19 minutes, while he lost in a 26-minute bout against Chris Jericho. Pac defeated Kenny Omega in 23 minutes at All Out, so Pac proved that he can go the distance. Arguably, these men are presented as equal, so it's really sort of a toss-up here, but based on the stats and not my personal fantasy booking, I think I may have to give the edge to Pac. He is my vote to win this match. He has the endurance. He's completely new to the promotions. We don't even know quite the extent of his greatness. But surely he's ready to take down the hangman. But to go back to that Cody, Sammy Guevara fantasy booking, I personally feel that the winner of that match will determine the outcome of this match. But then again, this is a stat show based on the numbers. But my vote goes to Pac to pick up his victory. But next up is MJF, who is ranked number 11 at a 44 with one loss against two-contract Brandon Cutler, who is, of course, unranked. Like many wrestlers on this roster, Brandon Cutler has not had a singles match yet, so stats-wise, we aren't left with a lot of meaning with a lot of deciding factors. In terms of odds, Cutler has a 51% chance of winning this match. But that number is simply based on the fact that Cutler hasn't had a match in AEW yet. So, you know, he's a bare baby boy. MJF does have a loss from that fatal four-way at Firefest, But he didn't need the pin, so he sort of has a chance. A lot of this match, in terms of deciding someone for me, is up in the air. But the odds are the key decider right now. Meaning, two-contract Cutler picks up the first win. But a natural next opponent for him would be Sammy Guevara. And if my Cody pitches any legs to stand on, that would mean an immediate money match because both men have huge reasons to win. All in all, Brandon Cutler picks up the victory here in this match. That's my vote, Brandon Cutler. Let's move on. I, when I was trying to decide, trying to create the order in my head, of course, you know, I'm, I'm trying to... I have no idea what the card's going to look like. Well, not the card. The, I have no idea what the card order is going to look like for Dynamite's episodes. So I'm sort of, you know, basing it off of prior things. 
So my next match here will be the six-man tag match of the original Core Elite versus Chris Jericho and his two mystery partners, not Riho Nyla Rose, because of course, like they said about the whole controversy to a certain extent about All Out, the title match should always go last, right? So that match will go last in my prediction. So right now, let's talk about that six-man tag in what is the Core Elite's second outing in a trios match. They will be facing the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Chris Jericho, and two mystery partners of Chris Jericho's choosing. The Core Elite do have a win in trios action, but of course, based on what is happening on being the Elite, the three of them are probably not all at the same page as they once were. Conversely, they have had a tough job of winning against two mystery opponents and a dominating figure in Chris Jericho. But my question naturally is, what opponent gives Jericho the best chance of victory. Who should he choose to help him win this match? I ran the numbers, and the team with the highest chance for a Jericho victory is Jericho and the Dark Order, with a 55% chance of winning. The lowest chance of winning will be Angelico and Jack Evans, with a 50-50 split. Fan favorite choice of the former LAX, Santana and Ortiz, would give Jericho a 53% chance of winning. So all in all, no matter who Jericho picks, the numbers are in his favor. So expect Jericho to pick up the victory on the TV premiere of AEW. Of course, he is the World Heavyweight Champion. Why not have the guy win? It'd be crazy. You know, thinking about it, then again, he we, they are two mystery partners. There's no reason for him to pick a tag team. He could just pick up two random single stars, and that could dramatically change all of this. But the surprising factor in this match is that, you know, Kenny Omega, he's in the middle of the ranking list right now. He's a mid-carder. And with his character so far, you can't expect him to pick up the victory here. So honestly, you could even see him eat the pin here, probably. But a surprise win could be in store for the core elite, unless they can find their old mojo again. My vote's got to go to Chris Jericho and his two mystery partners. In what is to be probably the main event, you know, of course, it is a title match, inaugural title match after all, is the undefeated Riho with two singles victories against Nyla Rose, the unwinnable Nyla Rose, ranked number nine out of 16 with two losses. In the match to determine, AEW's first ever women's champion Riho faces Nyla Rose. And I said it here, and I'll say it again till the end of my days. There is no way Nyla Rose will win this match. Here's, here's just a couple of fun stats for this match. Riho is the favorite with a 58% chance of winning the match. Riho has pinned Rose once before. Riho's average match length is longer than Nyla, proving she has endurance. Riho is undefeated in singles matches. The only way Rose could pick out a victory is if Rose could be more durable than Riho. And even then, Riho has beaten... Rose in a triple threat. So Riho has already shown that she has a durable edge. No number in my eye shows Nyla Rose having a win here. It's, it's her hometown of Washington, D.C., but besides that, I can't see it. In fact, this match is probably the most one-sided match AEW has presented thus far. Nyla Rose, in a weird way, is sort of like the underdog headed into this match, you know, the only match she's won in the company was the Battle Royal, like they talked about earlier, 
which B Priestley helped her win. So, you know, even though Nyla Rose eliminated 10 people, yeah, but she hasn't pinned anyone. Wrestlers throw each other over the top road all the time in matches. This is a, that's a big difference. But to make me interested in this match, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put on my hit the books, fantasy booking, tinfoil branded cap and say, you know, Hey, look, Brandy has a win and company power. And they have been pushing Awesome Kong on previews and show graphics and stuff. Put them in the match, right? Make it a fatal four-way maybe, even just a triple threat. You know, is that very WWE-esque? Yes. But, to be honest, Brandy's character feels very WWE to me. I mean, she's second in division right now. Kong is fifth. If Brandy wins, then Awesome Kong is her big powerhouse defender. Nyla Rose can make an uneasy alliance with Riho, and Riho will feel like she lost the title she's deserved. It is probably shitty to put the title on Brandy Rhodes, I would argue, but if the hit Netflix show Glow has taught me anything, is that there's money in the chase. Give me the chase. Unless something like that happens... You gotta vote. Riho is the undeniable winner and your inaugural AEW Women's Champion. With all of that being said, thank you everybody for listening to the first ever premiere episode of System Check. Again, Hit the Books, we here at Hit the Books have decided that this show is going to be a weekly show moving forward every Tuesday. Uh, and plus, we got lots of stats coming up. We're already building a website so that you can see these stats update weekly after TV shows on TNT. Dynamite, not Dynamite. That's would be if Luchasaurus becomes the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. You can easily call your show Dynamite. I can already see the hashtags and the T-shirts. You know, if you thought Le Champion is fun, can't wait for Dynamite. Anyways, <laughs> moving away from that. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode of System Check. Subscribe now so that you can get ready for next week's episode of System Check. Again, we are weekly on Tuesdays now. So again, we would love for you to stay subscribed. You can also follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. Of course, we're all part of that Hit The Books network, whatever the network name would be of ours. I don't know. We haven't decided that doesn't exist yet. You know, we need some more shows. You can't just call it, have a network of two shows. What are you doing? But you can follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod and tweet using the hashtag checked, C-H-E-C-K-E-D, hashtag checked, to, you know, stay in touch. Stay in touch with the stats. When we're watching AEW Dynamite Weekly, I'm going to do my best to update with those stats. Um, you know, can I promise that I can do that every week? No, I can't. I'm one person. I'm one guy. If I'm busy one day, that I can't do it. Uh, but I'm going to do my best to keep you up to date with all the stats. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, then there is a preview with a bunch of stats already on r slash squared circle. If you go to Reddit, go to squared circle on Reddit. You can probably see a post there. Uh, if you find one uh, on there titled, you know, dynamite preview, whatever I title it, uh, you can find some stats there, which I'll present. So you can easily, you know, we don't have a website yet, but when we do, it'll be on, you know, you'll see it. You'll be able to find stuff on the internet. It's the internet. You can find stuff. Uh, we'll tweet it out. So all that stuff. So again, subscribe, follow us on Twitter. We would very much appreciate it. I would very much appreciate it. Uh, I have been your host, Ryan Nightsey. Until next week, this has been System Check. Have a good day. I love you and please 
Stay elite.